Hi, I'm Liz Ware. And I'm Raelle Bell, and you're listening to That's Brilliant, a podcast by the American Lighting Association. It is a very special time of year here at the American Lighting Association. It is magazine season. Yay! <laughs> I think we affectionately referred to this as ALA's Christmas. Right, right. So exciting for us. We produce Lighting Magazine with Dot Dash Meredith. Lighting is a special interest publication with Better Homes and Gardens, and we've been doing this for 17 years now. Wow. I know. The ALA Advertising and PR Program built this partnership with Dot Dash Meredith, and it has been going strong ever since. So, Rael, tell us about our guest today. Today, we have Samantha Hart, who is the executive editor of the Home Design Group at Dot Dash Meredith. She manages a portfolio of over a dozen brands and oversees a team of editors to produce more than 25 magazine issues each year. And she's also the title editor of several national magazines, including Country Home, Modern Farmhouse Style, and Beautiful Kitchens and Bath. She also conducts interviews with the Lighting Magazine premium advertisers. If you want to check those out, you can find them at alalighting.com under our videos section. But today, Sam's going to talk to us about what she's excited about for this issue of Lighting Magazine. She's going to jump into some of the trends and styles she's seeing in lighting and home design. And then she's going to tell us why it's so important to shop for your lighting at an ALA member showroom. All right. But before we do that... We'd like to thank our sponsors, Hinkley and Kitchler Lighting. Hi, Sam. Welcome. Thank you for having me. We're so glad you're here. We're very excited for this episode. So Lighting Magazine, tell us a little bit about it and its place in the Better Homes and Gardens portfolio. Well, I already think it plays such a key role in our portfolio because there's no other place that homeowners, consumers, readers can go to get in-depth information about lighting and amazing inspiration. So we will feature lighting in our other magazines and our other luxury home books and better homes and gardens. But this is really like a focus. It's like putting a magnifying glass on the prettiest parts of a house. And that's why I think that readers just love it. And it plays, it's such an important part. And I also think why it's so successful, because it is, is because it's such a beautiful magazine. I mean, it's such high quality, the quality of the paper, the photography, the cover. So it's it's not the kind of magazine you're just going to recycle and throw away. You can actually keep it like a coffee table book and come back to it time and again. I know I have four or five issues on my coffee table that I <laughs> keep out. I make sure to put them away when I don't have anyone over so they don't get destroyed by my toddler, but then I put them back out when I have guests. <laughs> so tell us about that success. I think there were at one point, I remember hearing that it was one of the most successful special interest publications, I think, with Better Homes and Gardens on the newsstands. Is that right? Well, it definitely, you know, has a great audience at the newsstand. And the fact that you also put it in showrooms, I feel like that's a huge bonus as well, because a lot of our magazines just get to go direct to consumer through newsstand. You also get to have that point of, you know, well, I don't think it's a point of sale. I think, do you give them away at the showrooms? Yes, they're given away at our showrooms. All the more reason people should go to showrooms. Go get your free copy of Pretty <laughs> Magazine. And so, yeah, I think that it, it's doing very well. And I think part of it, too, is that homeowners have become much better educated on lighting in general. I do feel over the last few years, there's been an increased interest in it. And I think people are realizing the value that great lighting can bring to the way you actually live in your space. And, you know, you can find there's inspiration all over the place, obviously, through, you know, 
the magazine, if you go to a showroom, Instagram, blogs, you know, other online sites like uh, the spruce.com, which is also a member of our Dash Meredith family. And so there's places to go for inspiration. But I think that people are just becoming more aware of what lighting brings. And so I think that's a huge part of the success of this is that you have this captive audience. And then the other piece of it is that lighting is really a sort of a, a low entry point for a home refresh. So if you can't afford to do a huge remodel, you can possibly afford to change out some fixtures, which can have a dramatic impact on your space. And so, you know, switch out, add some pendant lights over the kitchen island or switch out the lighting, you know, by your bathroom vanity. If you have those like hideous kind of old stances that are above the you know, the globe type ones that are above the mirrors and you could change to something that's much more attractive or add a beautiful chandelier in your entry foyer and you can really change your look, but you don't have to necessarily invest a huge amount of money and do a full-scale remodel. So I think that that people are excited about the possibilities of updating their space without necessarily that massive investment. I think usually when people are thinking about updating their lighting, they're thinking about the fixture itself looking dated, like the old bathroom lighting that's just so horrible. And that's part of it. But also having your home well lit makes everything else look better. I mean, having the layers of lighting, having enough lighting, having a warm glow all through your house makes the furniture look better and the rugs look better and the paint look better. So it's kind of a twofold thing. There's the beauty of the actual lighting fixture, but then there's also the effect of light on everything else. That's actually, that's a really great point. I mean, I think about when we bought our house and we had one of those hideous fluorescent light fixtures in the kitchen. <laughs> you know, the one when you turn it on and you feel like you're in an insane asylum and it flickers for a while and then it finally settles. Eventually we're like, we, we cannot live like this. This is crazy. And we yanked it out and we put in just some recessed can lights, but we put them on dimmers and it completely changed everything. And then we actually added some under cabinet lighting too. And so now it's actually this pleasant place to be. It, it changed the entire way we felt when you stepped into the space from not wanting to be there to actually enjoying spending time there. So I completely agree. I feel like these are the reasons that lighting has really grown in popularity in kind of the home design world over the years. I know that the focus on lighting has really increased on Better Homes and Gardens website. I, I've seen so much added on there about lighting in the lighting section. And I was just wondering if you think that these things have driven that or if Lighting Magazine played a role in that? I think it's a combination. I do think that Lighting Magazine has built a much bigger awareness. Just actually seeing a magazine at newsstand that has lighting and a beautiful big bold logo on it makes people think about it. And then I think that, again, it's like there's all kinds of inspiration people are seeing. They're spending time on social media, through magazines and whatever else they might be reading. And I think that there's just been so much more emphasis put on lighting as a way to create that change in how you live in your space, you know, which is the point that Liz was making. It's not just about, oh, I want a pretty fixture. It's like, no, I want a space that actually functions well, that looks pretty, that has the right ambience as well. Like that's such a huge part of it. I just think like, I don't know what I did before I put all my lights on dimmers. Why did I take so long to do that? Because something as simple as that is so clever. I was actually reading in Lighting Magazine too about toe kick lighting that is on sensors in the kitchen. So you mm -hmm. actually come down to get a glass of water late and it automatically they turn on. That's brilliant. Like people need to people need to know about this. And so, yeah, I think we've been doing a really good job. I think through the special interest publications, through Lighting Magazine, 
I work on other magazines in the luxury home group, and we're also constantly featuring lighting because what we've noticed is if we put a cell line on a cover of a magazine that includes the word lighting, we sell more copies of the magazine. And of course, you never know, is it that particular cell line? Is it something else that we did with an image? But we've sort of had this sort of internal thing going. It's like, let's do a story on lighting because then we can promote that on the cover. And we actually think people will really want to pick up the issue because that's a topic that they're so interested in. I think what you said earlier was on the nose with that. It is, it's an accessible entry point for people to update their home. And what I love about everything that's changing in lighting and all the possibilities with LED and like what you can do with tape light and these things that we just couldn't do before is that selling lighting now, it starts at that accessible entry point where someone says, okay, I can change this one fixture, but there's such an opportunity for showrooms now to expand and add the things like what you were talking about with toe kick or under cabinet, all these amazing opportunities. Yeah, I think that's why people should really go to showrooms. I mean, I know we're probably going to hit on this later on as well about the importance of showrooms, but why it's so important is because you might not even know about the possibilities. So you're really thinking of lighting from probably a limited perspective, and that's okay because that's all you know about. You're like, hey, I need to get some pretty lights over my kitchen island or my dining table or whatever it is. You don't even know about the possibilities of what you could do with LED. You might not have thought about toe kick lighting or under cabinet lighting or a lighted medicine cabinet in your bathroom or whatever it might be. Like There are these immense opportunities that I think are getting missed if people are not going into showrooms and getting the education and especially the more sort of high-tech lighting is becoming, you know, smart lighting, there's so much that can be difficult, I think, to even understand or grasp if you're not spending some time with somebody who is an expert and can talk you through those options. Yeah. Well, so let's jump right in then. I think you mentioned that there in this upcoming issue of Lighting Magazine is an article about the benefits of shopping in a showroom. Yes. And that, that was one of my favorite features in the issue, one of my favorite articles, because I thought, yes, this is exactly what we need to tell people is you should go to a showroom. You might think that you're getting a great deal. You go to a big box store or maybe you just order something online. But what you're missing out on is that level of expertise and actually having a lighting expert able to talk to you, not just about the style of fixture that might be right for your space, but about things like scale getting the measurements right. I think sometimes when you see a light fixture, you don't realize actually how it's going to fit in your space. And you might choose something that's under scale, which doesn't look great, or something that's over scale and overwhelms your space. And then talking about things like installation and maintenance of fixtures, you know, all of those types of things, like that is a huge advantage when you go into a showroom. Plus you have this enormous array of options that you're seeing. But one thing we had touched on a little bit when we were chatting earlier was about how do you envision what a fixture might look like when you bring it home? A good opportunity for showrooms would probably be to include more actual room vignettes where you can really go in and see a whole space with the light and see how it all comes together. Because I think sometimes that can be difficult for homeowners to envision, to make that jump from here's a great looking fixture to what's it really going to look like in my home? I know when my mom redid her kitchen, she picked all sorts of things she liked. She picked a backsplash she liked and a countertop she liked and light fixtures she liked. And everything was a star. Everything was this kind of focus pulling thing. And and it was beautiful on its own. But the blending of things that some, you know, there should be one thing that's a focal point and other things in more supporting roles and how that all works together. 
being able to see that in a showroom vignette, seeing that, oh, I don't need three different kind of spectacular things. I need one spectacular thing and then all the other things to play along nicely. Yeah, that's actually really great. I, I love there was one quote from our friend Tim Stum in the issue where he was also talking about how the pendant lights in a kitchen, if you walk into a house, tell you everything you need to know about the style of the house without like the paint and the cabinets of the supporting players. But if you see what somebody's chosen for the pendant lights, that's really where you set, you know, you said it's like the fashion for the room. But I totally get what you're saying too, Liz, about like you don't want to choose individual fixtures, like choose in a vacuum. You really need to think about the comprehensive space, the full vision of how everything's going to come together and fit together. Because I do see that a fair amount where people make that and it's a common error. It's like, I like this and I like this and I like this. I'm just going to get all these three things. But then you put them together in a room and it's like, this isn't quite working. And so again, that's where it's helpful to go to a showroom or work with, you know, a lighting designer, interior designer, somebody that can give you some guidance about that. Yeah, absolutely. And lighting magazine, like you mentioned, also plays a role there in showing photos of rooms and settings where you would actually hang a fixture. Some of them maybe are a little aspirational, but... (laughs) Okay, because I also think, you know, magazines, there is that sort of aspect of the dream. You know, Mm -hmm. so we want to show things that can really set a higher bar and and allow people to dream, knowing that they can take that idea and they can translate it into their own space and their own budget. So even though it's like, oh, I don't have this 5,000 square foot house or this, you know, massive vaulted ceiling, but... I do love this idea of layering light, of having this hanging fixture and then having these sconces and then having this, like you can take those ideas. But Lighting Magazine, we definitely try hard to not just show fixtures just in isolation, just the product shots, same as going into a showroom, to actually show like, this is what it looks like in a room. And I think that allows people to really imagine when they might have struggled to just sort of envision that. Let's get into some more details about the magazine. One thing I wanted to ask you about was how do you, there's always these sections of, of style and, and trend kind of areas of design. And how do you pick those? How do you guys narrow it down and say, okay, this is what people are really looking at right now? You know, the interesting thing is we always say you want to meet people where they are, and then you want to nudge them just that little bit further. I think I'm probably stealing this quote from Stephen Orr, the editor of Better Homes and Gardens. It's some version of that. So we kind of push it a little bit too with the styles that we will share. I really love, there's a chapter that's called Eclectic Allure, but it's showing some of these very artistic fixtures that they're very sculptural. I mean, they really do look like these works of art. And I'm noticing that actually homeowners in real life, you know, locations that I, I get locations all the time with my job. And so I get to see what people are doing in their homes. And I think homeowners are getting a lot braver with lighting. Like they're starting to do some bold things and I I love it. And they'll be making bold choices in utilitarian spaces too. So you think about often like the statement light fixture is the chandelier over the dining table or in the entry. But I'm seeing like laundry rooms with amazing lighting or a home office with a like statement light fixture. And so that's been really fun. So in terms of, yeah, choosing what trends we want to highlight is we obviously have to have a pulse on trends because that's part of our role as as editors is that we're wanting to sort of lead you and show you like this is directionally where things are going. And again, give you a wide array of options. So for those who favor a more traditional style, we want to make sure we're touching on that. If you like something that's more contemporary or, or modern or something that's maybe a little bit more rustic. So we want to make sure that we're kind of covering a wide range. And then we're keeping our finger on the pulse of trends by going to trade shows. We have a just sort of a direct line with manufacturers. So I'm getting sent 
anytime there's a new product release, new fixture, like I'm getting that information sent to me, which is wonderful. You know, reading again, reading books, going on Instagram or TikTok or Pinterest or whatever to really see what's happening out there. And then a little bit of it is also just kind of like a gut instinct thing about what people are going to be most interested in. And we want to include those elements of surprise. And so you want to have the sort of things that feel a little more safe and predictable and like, okay, I'm comfortable with this. And then let's push it just a little and let's surprise you with like that eclectic and lure chapter with these really awesome, cool fixtures that maybe aren't going to work for everybody, but everybody's going to enjoy looking at them in the magazine. Yeah, I saw a preview of that chapter, just a couple of the pages, and I was I loved it. So I'm excited to see the whole thing. Yes. So I know you mentioned you listened to our episode we did with Tim Stum, creative director at Z Light, where we talked about using Lighting Magazine in the showroom. Do you have any tips or ideas for how showrooms can use the magazine? Well, first of all, they need to make sure, obviously, they have the magazine available at all showrooms, which is fabulous. But I think that they should take some of the ideas from the magazine when it comes to showing how these light fixtures are being used in a room setting and create some of those vignettes. I mean, they don't have to even be super complicated, but if you you do see there are showrooms, restoration hardware, West Down, Pottery Barn, places where you can go, or retailers where you can go and, and really see um, how everything comes together in a room. And lighting is... It's funny, I feel like people, designers often talk about lighting as being the jewelry of the room or the finishing touch of the room. I actually think that lighting should be one of the first things you think about when you design a room. I don't think it should be that final thing. It's like, okay, we've got everything else put together. What are we going to do for our lighting? I think it should be in the early stages. And I think what helps in a showroom, like I said, you have the expertise, but also to be able to go in and see how all those layers of light can work together in a real life sort of setting. So I think that's one thing where maybe there's an opportunity that can be developed would be to show different kinds of vignettes like we do in the magazine. Because then in a way, it's like somebody's picking up the magazine and leafing through and then they're seeing that similar sort of thing with the room settings and the vignettes in the actual showroom. And I think that would just be create a really nice synergy between what we're showing in the magazine and what they're putting on display in the showroom. Yeah, I agree. It'd be so nice to be looking in the magazine, you you look up and you realize you're sitting in a space just like that in a showroom. Exactly. And it's like even better because it's like, oh, I can actually buy these things now. You know, I mean, the magazine is the inspiration. And then the showroom is actually the place where you can now start to make those purchasing decisions and take a next step. I always say like the step from dreaming to doing. The magazine allows you to dream, gives you the information and the ideas and inspiration you need to then take the step into actually doing. And then you go into the showroom and you can make it all happen. I love that. We'll get back to our conversation in just a minute, but first a message from our sponsors. This year, Hinkley is celebrating a century of style. That's 100 years in business. Hinkley is proud to be a fourth generation family company with the mission of providing customers with exceptional lighting and ceiling fan products. They understand the passion their customers feel for their homes and are dedicated to helping them realize their vision. Learn more about the company, including some incredible charity work they do, at Hinkley.com. Kitchler Lighting is more than just a lighting company. They're a bring people together company focused on strengthening and growing relationships. They're constantly innovating, creating on-trend designs, and delivering high-quality product. Learn more and find inspiration and ideas at Kitchler.com. So let's jump into trends. 
we mentioned what trends are in the magazine, but what kind of trends are you seeing in home design or in the magazine that you're just really excited about this year? So I am seeing really a lot of colorful light fixtures, so specifically to do with lighting. Like I'm amazed actually at these really cool colors that I'm seeing, but I'm seeing like pastels and I'm seeing in some bolder, brighter colors, but people are having some fun with color. Like I'd said earlier about homeowners getting braver and making bold choices, even in utilitarian spaces. I think sometimes it's like that's where they're having their fun. It's like, oh, well, I'm in the closet or I'm in the laundry room. So I'm going to go with this crazy, colorful, awesome light fixture. So I'm seeing a lot of that. I'm definitely seeing a 1970s sort of influence coming in, sort of this inspired by nature idea. A lot of, I would say what I would call tactile fixtures, a lot of texture. We talked a bit about those really artistic, sculptural, geometric, you know, it really does look like somebody just actually handcrafted this and made a work of art and hung it from the ceiling, seeing a lot of that. Mixed metals are still going strong which I always think is great because I think that's a way to add a little bit of interest without having to go super far like and have a bright, colorful fixture. But if you have a fixture that blends different metals, it adds just that little extra something. I'm certainly seeing a lot of that. We obviously track modern farmhouse style. So I have one of the magazines that I work on is called Modern Farmhouse Style. But it's been interesting to see how that is still a strong trend, but it's definitely going further down the modern like So there's still the farmhousey elements of people wanting things that maybe have a little bit of a vintage appeal and a handcrafted feel and authentic materials, but in cleaner silhouettes. So that's been something that I'm tracking as well. So lots of really fun. And then again, oh, we talked a bit about LEDs. And I do think that homeowners are getting more comfortable with LEDs and realizing the opportunity that they present and what you can do with them. So I think that's another interesting trend. Yeah, the LED trend is very hot right now. And one of our previous episodes, we spoke with Chris Primos about integrated versus socketed LED fixtures. And our consumer version of that white paper is about to come out, which will kind of explain to consumers and for showrooms how to pick whether you want to use a fixture with an integrated LED or a socketed. So that's an exciting okay, little tidbit. Share that with me because I do not know that. So I'd love to know. <laughs> we absolutely will. I'll send it to you as soon as it's ready. All right. I love the idea that consumers are getting a little braver. And if you don't feel really sure-footed about that yet, start in the laundry room, start in the guest room, start somewhere kind of off to the side. And if it works out, then you can try it again in the living room. So I love that idea of starting somewhere small. Yeah, no, I completely agree. The other place where I'm seeing people that are investing in their lighting and doing some cool things is outdoors. So that's another chapter in the magazine where we talk about outdoor lighting. And that has obviously taken off. I feel like, you know, the pandemic really spurred on this interest in wanting to expand your outdoor living space and create this additional living space that feels like a seamless transition. So, you know, interior decor is sort of making its way outside and the same with lighting. And I feel like it's been elevated outside. You know, back in the day where you might have just thought about, oh, I might do a few little landscape lights and I might just have a little lantern somewhere. No, now people are doing full-blown outdoor living spaces with layered light and really amazing fixtures. And so I think that's something that's been an exciting trend to watch is the outdoor living trend in general and then what that means for the lighting category. Yeah, I think people forget about layering light outdoors and it can have such a huge impact. Yeah, I totally agree. That's You want to treat your outdoor space really the way you treat your indoor space if you want to create that seamless link between living spaces. Um, mm -hmm. and, I, and I think a lot of people are realizing that now and um, it's been fun to watch. 
And of course, all the same rules about layering light, about glare, about uh, about everything, they still apply. Yes. And there's the added thing to maybe think about, too, is even the aspect of like, you know, security. There's there's other things that happen, you know, or lighting up your landscaping that creates other kind of artistic element. There are so many more things you can be doing out with your outdoor lighting as well that people should be considering. It's just it's something that we we touch on in the magazine, but there's a lot to learn. I think this might be just the lighting nerd in me or because I look at lighting pictures all the time, but and I see the correct way to do it. And one of my biggest pet peeves is when people get the scale wrong for light fixtures on the front of their houses. <laughs> when they're tiny, it's a huge house and there's a little tiny lantern on the front lighting up the address and it's one of my biggest pet peeves. Well, it's funny you say that because, in fact, when we like if we live in sort of like suburbia where, you know, everybody has like the same little lantern light fixtures that are, mm-hmm. out, you know, that the builder installed that really are not great. But the number of people that don't change them. So when we moved into our house, that was, again, like that low entry point thing. We couldn't afford to do much. But my husband and I were like, we can totally change these standard old light fixtures that are not adding anything to the house and go and find something that actually suits our style because it's an amazing. So we wanted to go with something that was just a little bit more contemporary. And it completely changed the outside of our house by just changing like four of these light fixtures from the standard ones that the builder put in to something that felt more custom and more like us. And so then we then we started to see a few more of the neighbors changing them and we decided that we had started a trend. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> that reminds me of Jeff Dross's episode. I feel like I'm talking about all of our previous episodes in this. <laughs> but he was saying his kitchen, they all have the same kitchen, him and all his neighbors. They live in like a historic home area, I believe, and all their kitchens are the same. But he redid all the lighting and has incredible lighting in his kitchen. And whenever his neighbors come over, they're like, what is different about this? And then they all want to fix their lighting. <laughs> yes, but that's kind of goes back to what we we're talking about earlier. What Liz had mentioned about how it can change the mood of a space. If you get your lighting right and you get the layers of light right, it's completely, it completely elevates the whole feel when someone walks in there. And it is that moment of like, what is different? Why does this not feel like every other, you know? So yeah, an absolute worthwhile lesson for homeowners to consider is change your light, not just for looks, but for the way that it will make you feel when you step inside your space. And that supports your point of starting with lighting instead of using it as a finishing touch. Yes, because that's the problem is sometimes also if you don't plan it out right, then by the end, you, your options might be a little more limited. But if you actually plan your space from the beginning, thinking about how do I want to incorporate the right lighting, then you're, you're setting yourself off on the right track. So highly recommend that too. All right, Sam, we want to play this or that with some trends and design choices. Brushed nickel or brass and gold kind of finishes. Definitely brass and gold. So I'm seeing so much of that. A little bit of shine, you know, a little bit of that sort of deco influence. I would go with brass and gold. Glass shades or a fabric woven kind of natural shade? Such a tricky one because that really, they're both so good. I don't know. I think for right now where we are, like I would probably say the woven fiber just because I'm seeing this influence of sort of natural material. I'm seeing natural materials um, and texture being so strong right now, but don't think you're going wrong with the glass shade. It's timeless. Yeah, they definitely are timeless and have their place. Okay, bold colors or neutral colors? And let's say that as maybe the accents instead of the primary. 
I think I'm seeing enough color right now in lighting to say that this is definitely the trend. You know, whether it's going to last a long time, you never know. But I am seeing and I'm seeing some really fun like blues and greens and things that, you know, you wouldn't expect necessarily with lighting. That's just been really fun. So I think neutrals will always have a place because it it is something that is it's not going to date. And it's, a, you know, if you're making a big investment in a big room and, you know, but if you want to have some fun somewhere, like you can't go wrong with introducing a bit of color. Don't think that color is limited just to paint on your walls or to your cabinets. Um, I think that we're starting to see it playing up in like kitchen appliances are getting more colorful and lighting is certainly a place where you can introduce color. Absolutely. And now this one switches a little bit to paint, but, and I think it's both probably have their place, but dark walls or light walls as far as paint colors go? Oh, so hard, so hard because I'm seeing both of them. I'm going to actually go with dark walls though. I think that there's this idea of sort of creating, especially in smaller spaces, I think there's people think that you can't paint walls dark in a small space because it's going to make it feel smaller, but actually it doesn't always do that and it can create this kind of jewel box effect, especially if you choose the right lighting in there. And so I think that I'm starting to see people doing these sort of like richer, deeper paint colors on the walls, especially in smaller areas like in your powder room or maybe in your home office or in a bedroom. And and it has a really beautiful effect. So I'm going to go dark. I agree with you. But it also, I think dark walls can really make, if you're, if you are in a home office on Zoom, can really make you pop on the camera too. Just my opinion from what I've seen. (laughs) That's good to know. Masculine or feminine? Do either dominate? Um, it's kind of hard actually to say that because I feel like on the modern side, it's getting cleaner and more graphic and more geometric, which which means masculine. But I think I'm also seeing a lot of people starting to really, like I said, having fun and seeing a little bit more of like that thrill and fuss, but in a, in a good way, not over the top. So I would say feminine's probably winning right now. So as we wrap up, is there anything we didn't ask you? Are there any, is there anything you'd like to leave us with that we didn't already cover? I feel like this has been a really great conversation. Well, I always love chatting to my friends from the ALA and I'm a huge fan of you guys and what you do, but just of the lighting industry in general. And so I think hopefully the most important takeaway from this is, you know, not just to be having fun tracking trends and making sure you pick up a copy of the magazine, but going to your local ALA showroom, getting yourself better educated about what the possibilities are with lighting, you know, enjoying the opportunity to talk with an actual expert who can give you, you know, maybe more insights than you might have. But number one, get a copy of the magazine. I'm so excited for you to see it. I realize I have the inside track because I get to see all these digital files before they've gone to the printer and you're still waiting to get your hands on an actual copy. It's so beautiful. I think the cover of this magazine is in the 17 issues we've done. It is the best. It is absolutely stunning. So super excited for you and for us and for the consumers and homeowners out there to get their hands on it. Thank you, Sam. We are huge fans of you too, as you know, and we're so glad you could join us today. Happy to be here. I love talking to Sam. I love listening to her talk about trends. I always learn something. Me too. She's such an incredible resource, and we're so fortunate to have her involved and and as such a champion of ALA. I don't know if she knows how much that means to us, but it means a lot. Mm -hmm, Definitely. So let's talk a little bit about what makes Lighting Magazine possible from ALA's standpoint. So 
The partnership with Dot Dash Meredith was created by the ALA Advertising and PR Program, which is the arm of ALA that focuses on consumer outreach to sell the importance of ALA member lighting products and lighting showrooms. That program is funded by additional contributions that we receive from our members to support the program. And it makes things like our Google and Facebook ad campaigns possible. It allows us to have our online showroom locator. ALALighting.com is entirely supported by that program, which has our blog and videos and other consumer-facing content. Plus, our showroom members who contribute to that program get free copies of Lighting Magazine to give to their customers. So it has a huge value. It's a huge flagship benefit. And um, being part of the advertising and PR program really is worthwhile and makes all these things possible. Yes. If you'd like to learn more about that, please send me an email, rael at alalighting.com or Amy Womack, who is also part of that program for ALA, amy at alalighting.com. We would be more than happy to talk with you about it and give you any information that you need. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to go to alaconference.com to find out the latest on our 2023 conference in Lake Tahoe in September. And we'll see you next time. Thank you again to our sponsors, Hitchler Lighting and Hinkley, for supporting this podcast. Stay brilliant.